0: Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with Tim and Jacko. Answering your calisthenics questions, helping you to redefine your impossible. If you want more great content from us, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And we've got a great YouTube channel where you can get in touch with us and ask your questions there. Let's get into these questions now.
1: Welcome back to School of It is a croaky Jacko and Tim Because I'm a little bit poorly Jacko's so poorly today It's not
0: very uh, well
1: Husky voice I can do great um, impressions of um, Who's like the husky singers uh,
0: Barry White Barry, yeah. is one of um, them Barry White <laughs> Do you know any <laughs> Barry White
1: songs? I don't really What does he sing? <laughs> um,
0: we'll on the spot You don't either I actually have got a Barry White album Have you? Yeah, it's quite good we learn About, every day. It's a sort of thing that, like, I'm not much of a singer anyway. So to sing anything, let alone Barry White, yeah. which is a very requires a certain amount of talent, I think, to even venture into that. Or a cold, or a cold, yeah. And you're um, yeah, greatest singing but, no? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say you've got Welsh heritage that might oh. lend itself yeah, yeah. to a good like voice Tom jo-
1: like Tom Jones
0: yeah oh yeah, well, yeah see do yeah. a good rate Welsh accent anyway you haven't tuned in to listen to a, to us talk about BioEye but um we'll give G- Jacko a little bit of uh, a little bit of grace today so why don't you ask the first question question yeah. master
1: um, well so we, there was two people that asked a very similar question I had um, Talitha Judith on email asking about training diaries and what you should keep in your training log and how to use it most effectively to help your calisthenics journey
0: yeah I had a similar question came through I think it was on YouTube from Raphael Kotzak which was how to keep an organised training log what was his surname? how he's thought about starting a training log himself but did Know how to start or what to write down. So let's cover. Let's cover training logs, training logs, or training diaries. You may have seen yeah those that watch you on YouTube. We do have the training diaries back in stock. Um, beautiful well, little things. Yes. Um, there's an email about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, they're out of stock, but they are coming into stock. But hopefully, by the time you hear, the this, time, time you're hearing this, list, <laughs> they'll be back in stock. But what you'll what you'll notice is that the
1: pages inside are blank. So to use your own creative flair to be able to record. Um, your training, blog, diary, and your what, what we're gonna discuss.
0: Yeah, I've found part. that over the years of, of trying to, a number of different formats to help athletes to record training information, and, and let's just kind of like, like pitch this in, it. why is it even worthwhile? Well, as you go through a training week, or from months, or, or six months, or a year, or whatever, it's really useful if you know, from session to session, what you did in the session before. So that's the one benefit, so when you come in, say you did six pull-ups last time, and you're working to try and get to 10, you know that you did six so you can aim for seven the next time or you might be you can change the variables so that you're constantly working out what I've done before therefore what do I need to be trying to move towards and you can track that progress over time you can look back over a six month period and go okay it's amazing like I've actually done quite well to move from where I was at because yeah. sometimes when you've got your head in the training programme you don't always look yeah, up you for forget. Air. Yeah, and
1: sometimes it can be more motivating as well to look back and go oh because so, sometimes you feel like you're in a bit of a hole and you're like Oh, training's difficult, I'm not making any progress and you go, you look back in your diary a couple of months and you go, actually, mm. I was only able to do X and now I can actually yeah. you just forgot about it, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely so I think that's, that one, that's the one major point point. and the other one to start off with is, is just to go, it actually encourages you to think about what you're doing, so rather than going to the gym and going, I don't know what to do today, yeah. it actually leads you into that that uh, mindset of having a structured program which okay, I'm going to write down these three sessions I'm going to do a week these are the exercises I'm going to do and then that big thing about that is it's going to help you to commit to that consistency over a longer period because you're almost each session is holding yourself accountable to the training program and what you're going to do from what you've done in weeks before Yeah, and you've talked about how
1: important that is rather it's not about doing one amazing session it's about doing lots of good sessions over a
0: long period of time yeah and and we've over the years played around with different templates for athletes and different methods of them recalling data and I've tried to structure that over the years and gone well here are your reps and your sets write these numbers in this box and then all of a sudden the session just goes in a way which is like I didn't quite do it like that this time because I had to adapt it or I wasn't feeling great or I had a rough day and then all of a sudden you kind of stuck with this structure that doesn't work and what I ended up doing was just scribbling all over a piece of paper and not actually worrying too much about what the the actual kind of the the boxes were that I was supposed to be filling out so We've kind of taken it it's a very simple approach and it might not look that glamorous and you might think, oh, actually, what I want is how many sets and reps and percentage repetition max and all that kind of stuff. Sleep, hydration for the day. You can massively complicate training diaries. I actually just think that the best way is a real blank, clean piece of paper and just you can, you've got freedom, like you said before, the creativity to go, this is what I've done. I'll make some quick notes here yeah mine's a mess you look at my training diary; it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an absolute scribbled mess and no one else will understand it apart from me yeah
1: but that's the only person that does need to exactly like,
0: I actually you don't want other people to go it. it's like, oh you do in the
1: gym <laughs> <laughs> but so the, like just getting into this, the take home things for that little part of it before we move on to, to other things you might want to record is like so the exercises that you're doing Yeah the reps and sets that you are planning to do and then what you actually manage to do because they yeah. might be
0: different. All those acute variables of reps and sets and then the target ones. And yeah. I, actually at the moment I might have targets just cause some of the work that I'm doing, let's say eight reps and four sets. Because of the some of the tempos and the lows, I'm getting to the back end of those sets and I can't do them so I'm yeah. breaking them down to clusters. So I might go eight, eight, six, a two, yeah. And my last set, I four one one one, but then I know the next time I go in, I'm going to try and at least add an extra rep onto that third set, so it's a seven and one i'm pushing so that means that in that period of time i've made an improvement
1: yeah yeah and then if you've used any tools from the locker so whether you're doing like isometrics like how long what was your target hold for and then how what what did you actually manage to do did you manage to do one of the sets at a harder progression because you've got better like keep Mm. a record of that did you use a resistance band what 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 type of band was it the green one was it the, the purple one like which what level of band did you use like having kept track of those things um, as the nuts and bolts of like the data collection, mm. if you like, of what's going to go in your log. Um, I think that's pretty much everything yeah. in terms of that.
0: And that's why I think that some of that stuff, it, like even just saying it, it kind of sounds a bit uncoordinated and messy because it, it's just going to be, like I say, it's, it can be a fairly rough. Document. But it needs and to be flexible. You, yeah, like, totally. And you don't want to end up like just kind of feeling that you have got to spend ages filling this diary and yeah. I literally finish a set, bang, numbers it, and then yeah, move yeah. on to the next one. And I think you're right as well. Like Sometimes I've got a number of sessions. This is my program, but generally when I program for myself, I'm putting fairly challenging... Well, I'm putting challenging sessions together. And then sometimes after a week, it's just not yeah. It's just not what I want to feel like I want to do. So just changing that.
1: Yeah, don't feel restricted by what you write down. Yeah. Like I know often I've done this loads. You, when you're not in the gym and you're, and you're writing it, you have this elaborate idea of the amount of stuff you can do in an hour and an hour and a half and you write down like you're all right, these different yeah. exercises. Then you get in the gym, you've done like three and you've yeah. written down ten or something <laughs> and you're like I'm smoked there's no way I'm going to and then the prob- the only problem with that is is that you can then start to feel bad because you haven't done it and you try to finish it rather than be realistic I
0: would plan to do less
1: yeah, and then add something
0: on yeah, yeah. if you're feeling have, great at the end of the session almost have a couple of things at the end where you go right, these are my finishes so if I've got yeah. this it's going to be these kind of sets or reps that I'm going to just do to just to blast yeah. out that session I kind of think about it like as we're talking it's a little bit like your old revision timetable for your exams and like, there's all old thing that teachers say don't spend ages doing your revision timetable and one of the things that I would do is in temptation I was never that structured but um, you spend different colours different sized boxes like make this beautiful revision timetable and actually what you need to do is crack on <coughs> do
1: some revision and revise <laughs> it's
0: the same principle just have a rough idea of what you're going to do in your diary but then actually train get yeah. in the gym and train
1: yeah there's a couple of other things I would sort of um recommend you could dabble with trying to record would be top end um goals that you've got for yourself so like having a record written down of like this is the thing that i'm working for like long term and, and work work back from your long term mm. in terms of goal setting like look at the what's the what's the impossible that you're trying to achieve and work your goals back from there but you're 10 times like researching into goal setting says you're 10 times or sorry five to 10 times more likely to achieve it if you've written it down compared to just keeping it in your head i think when you write it down and see it in black and white in front of you it's, it becomes accountable to you um, rather than just being a thought or a bit of a dream in your head um, and if you're looking and using it, your training diary regularly for your sessions then you're going to see that go and it's going to remind yeah, you yeah, and you're yeah. going to be more likely to stay on, on task with it um, and then a couple of other things that could be useful to do would be um, like a score out of 5 or a score out of 10 of how you actually feel before you start the session so you've got an idea of, like, how fatigued am I or how mm. great am I feeling, like, 10 being the best. Um, and then also, at the end of your session, a, another score of, like, how hard was that yeah. session. Um, and I would also keep a, a, a log or just a note of any, like, little niggles, that, not, like, injuries, but, mm. like, but, like, ooh, that felt, like, my right shoulder just felt a bit funny on that last muscle-up. Like, like, make a note so you can start to go, if you do start to pick up injuries, you can then look back and go, actually, I saw that coming four weeks before and I didn't do anything about it. Like next time I'm gonna make sure I do. And then if you start to see in your session, your score is like I'm one out of ten after my session because I smoked myself and my shoulders are niggly yeah. you then make sure next time you come in you look back at that and remind yourself you need to do some decent release and prep work yeah, yeah. before cracking onto your session
0: I think that plays you've got a load of stuff there which plays to different personalities and different types like mm. I'm, I'm kind of fairly in tune with how I feel and, and there was a period where I was doing some actually more advanced data collection through an app based system with some some physiological measures but I was writing down those kind of things how do I feel what was my motivation like how hard was the session because that was giving me a gauge. On, on what the physiological response was, and I think some people quite like that level of detail. Yeah. Whereas, as I say, my diary is literally like the the date the session, where where I've done the session, so because I'm training at home or at the gym, um, what number session week that of week that is, um, my exercises, supersets, reps and sets achieved, and, and I knock it on the head there. But that's yeah. enough for me to go back yeah, um, yeah. because ultimately, like some of the wellness stuff is really important if you're training a lot and, and identifying niggles. Um, but also, I don't have the luxury of. I'm, I'm relatively short on training time, so yeah, I've yeah, got to get something done. On. Yeah, that's always the biggest thing around it. Like, we can add these things in, but it's got to enhance what you're currently doing. So, make sure that it is facilitating better training um, rather than becoming kind of a distraction if you're training. You've got a beautiful training Yeah, board, yeah. Nicely like ruled out, highlighter, different coloured pens actually you don't
1: do anything in the gym. Yeah, so. what's going to make you progress the most is yeah. your training,
0: Yeah.
1: how, if, like you say, facilitating it rather than, oh, I've got a training diary now, that's <laughs> going to, my gains are going to go up yeah. tenfold. It's more about what you, how you use it to facilitate yeah. better training. Yeah,
0: a really sure. useful piece of, a piece of equipment, if you want to call it that, or a tool in helping you to progress.
1: Yeah, so if you um, yeah, and if you want to get one of the one of the diaries from us, um, you could obviously just write it down on any piece of scrap paper. To be fair, um, but we've if you like the sort of look of those fancy school cassettes ones, the, there's a link in the description below for that.
0: So the next question. The next is question is coming from somebody called Joshua Hunsteiger, Joshua is pretty active on our YouTube. channel German, German? sounds German that name. I wouldn't like Heinstager, to guess, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, so. Joshua saw the video that we put up a, uh, a few weeks back now about my deep handstand push-ups. Very nice. Asked a question about this, and it's one that's come up quite a bit. And we're actually going to film a handstand tutorial around handstand, war handstand push-up tutorials, which um, you have a look out for. So he's, he's written quite a long, his uh, long question. It's a great video once again. You can continue to raise the bar on quality content. Oh, Joshua, you're on, you're in. I feel like that's genuine. It's just yeah, enough.
1: yeah. Well, to be fair, I have something that I didn't mention was those questions. About the training diary was that it started with a, a nice comment that didn't work well out, so I forgot. Yeah.
0: So he says that the question is progressively trying to work towards um, handstand push-ups against the wall he's working on his pipe push-ups with hips stacked over the shoulders so the question is basically um, should he do those with the chest facing the wall or chest away so that would either be a wall walk up into a handstand position against the wall or a kick up position Uh, he says you see me doing them uh, with my chest facing away from the wall which would have been a kick up and actually Joshua you've done well to get on here because he actually says I saw Tim performing the chest away from the wall which seems to me to reinforce poor form with a banana back Oh, that's awkward, awkward. But I've got some signs. <laughs> ah, of course, it <laughs> has always. Um, so he says, assume the Chester wall will be better form and it would lend itself eventually to freestanding progression, which is again a good point about where do we go in terms of freestanding handstand, push up. Um, could we explain which one would be better? Uh, can I just say one go. thing
1: before you start? Is just it it does depend, and it one is not necessarily better than the other. One is not wrong. Mm. It, you can use both and i'll elaborate on that later after you you, shoot but i just wanted to start with that that like this idea that like certain things are right and certain things yes certain things are wrong if they're like dangerous and whatnot Mm. and you're going to get injured but they're not not everything is just like black and white like one's right one's wrong like what's the best training program like that's another one like you're going to follow the same training program for the rest of your life no like things change
0: and you need to do different things at different times yeah depends what your problem is where you need to get stronger yeah there 's so much in this i 'm going to try and build it through in a logical order in my mind because there 's a number of different reasons or, or, or thoughts and rationales as to why I could why you might choose one or the other so the, the first one i 'm just going to throw in is it's so if we have got a banana back and i 'm going to talk a bit about that later, from my perspective, if you can, the spine has the capacity to move like that, it should be able to load bare like that, so if we 're stable. It's not ideal if you want to go and handle a perfectly perfect handstand position, but in the context of a wall kick-up handstand, it's almost a little bit inevitable because you can't put your hands directly towards, uh, close to the wall to create a completely straight line because we have to create space for the head. And we also, we want to think about what's happening with the elbow position. If we we want to make this sort of, this tripod, which is what happens in a freestanding handstand. So the head is actually coming in front of the hands, elbows are being close to the body, nice and tight, which creates a nice stable shoulder position. With that in mind, when you're using the wall for stability, you have to find the wall. Otherwise, if you were doing that, that same position, you would have the feet off. And that's the point that Joshua makes about um, one being more having more crossover. The thing that you, I think, the video that you'd seen, Joshua, was was about me doing some elevated handstand push-ups, and that changes the dynamic of that exercise quite significantly. You got...
1: yeah, but just the the other thing about there's a the banana back as a as a term. There's a, there's a big difference between thoracic extension and lumbar. Yeah, and if the if the if there is a, a an extension coming from your thoracic when you're overhead like your thoracic is supposed to extend mm. properly for you to go into an overhead position. So you're not supposed to be like the way the shoulder and the mechanics of the shoulder and the scapula work. We need some thoracic extension. So mm. if, when I look at your position where, yes, your feet are going to have to go over the top to touch the wall, so there's going to be some of that shape. It's not, mm. a, uh, it's not a lumbar issue putting strain on the vertebrae. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a thoracic extension, feet are finding the wall. Um, and that's the thing
0: I was going to say, like actually from a in, in a tight position, the hip's got about five degrees of extension, so in that in that shape actually is it is it hip extension yeah or exactly t yeah. spine extension or a combination of the point for me is when i when I do it like that it's for the point of getting strong yeah. and when i can and I can transfer. That into a handstand, and I can do a handstand with straight body line. And if
1: you didn't have midsection control, when you're pushing down hard to get out of that deep position, you wouldn't go up. Yeah, yeah you, you actually wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to transfer that force through. So, yeah, I think I think some of the um, some of the, some parts of it is like kicking up creates people. People have the idea that kicking up creates a banana position, therefore it's bad, yeah. and not actually fully understanding what a banana position is, what hip extension is, what thrusting extension is.
0: So the reason for kicking up, in my, in my, my rationale, is that it gives me the opportunity to create more vertical pushing strength because it puts me in a position where I can actually drive vertically. If you were to walk up and then go and do handstand push-ups in a walk-up, because of where the elbow position, so you could go super tight to the wall. But then when you come down into that position, the elbows are going to get in the way. It's going to be a bit funny. The feet as they slide on the wall is a bit uncomfortable. It's not uncomfortable; it's just unusual. And you're still having to put the head down into that tripod position. Otherwise, you're not. You're going to load up the shoulder in a particularly, in not a particularly effective way you're also as you, as you come into that wall handstand the feet are going to slide down which is going to tip you into a slightly more horizontal style pushing movement which is again in a handstand freestanding handstand push up you are kind of dropping into a slight angle so yeah. you do need some of that horizontal pushing force but it's at a high angle it's high horizontal vertical almost at the same time I'm interested in in that vertical pushing strength when those are in my program it's because that is part of the movements I want to go I've got horizontal pushing and pulling vertical pushing and pulling and I want to load vertical pushing as much as I can because it's going to help with a lot of the, the the handstand work that I want to do so there's so much in there oh, and my last point on this one is if you're going to try and go elevated because wall, hand, wall handstand push ups with me my hands on the floor are fairly easy and I, I only obviously you only get range of movement where your hands are going to go to your head yeah. so to elevate them and to the level that I need to elevate them it's actually I would say not safe for me and not achievable to wall walk and then go step myself yeah. up onto a high box yeah. so that I can then get yeah. into a I've tried deep it. it's position been hard. it's hard it's,
1: but like as in Hard to get into the position. Yeah. And you feel like you're going to just crumple. Like yeah. when you can't do that last rep, you're in a bit of trouble. So yeah. it's potentially can put you in a spot
0: of bother. Yeah. So I think that, that, that we probably jumped around and said there's quite a lot within that. So I, if we just try and summarize yeah. that, the kick up for me allows me to give me um, better uh, vertical pushing training. It allows me to use a, a deficit, so <laughs> to elevate my hands on a box so I can get a better range of movement. Um, in I a safe of, way in a safe way yeah I'm working hard through midsection and if there is some back extension it could be coming from some thoracic spine I'll try and minimise it as much as I can so yeah. i lock down the midsection and I don't get any pain while I do it and the capacity within this body is to move in that way so yeah. with those things combined I'm actually quite comfortable with it is it the perfect alignment for handstand training well it's not but that's not what I'm using that exercise for yeah
1: and if I think if you were the, the the you touched on it when you talked about the wall one where you'd come down and you'd come forward and you'd be on a bit of an angle mm. so rather than vertical you've come to slightly more horizontal but nowhere near horizontal but yeah. slightly more horizontal and that's the freestanding position you need to get into so you can create that tripod with your head and your hands like using the wall to practice to help you practice that bit is like relevant mm. to get that position but what you found is that if you get really strong with your vertical pushing and you practice your freestanding handstand balance when you put the two together you practice your freestanding handstand push ups by literally doing freestanding handstand push ups because you've got the balance and you've built the vertical pushing strength and you can then put them together Mm. if someone's really struggling to get that alignment in that position it might be that you wanna use the wall the other way, yeah. but it might be actually that you just, a lot of the time, we're just not strong enough. Yeah, yeah. So actually getting better at vertical pushing is gonna, be, is gonna be beneficial.
0: I find when I walk up and I go high, and I try to do sort of like a high walk up, so chest to the wall, um, handstand push up I don't feel my feet slide very well on the yeah. wall it feels yeah. uncomfortable I feel my like range of movement is really small yeah. um, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there with if I'm strong enough to push up into that position I've just got to do some patterning work yeah. in my freestanding positions to find out where that is and the other thing about the wall walk up handstand is that I feel like when I lower down I'm resting force in the direction which is actually going to mean if the wall's not there my feet are going to collapse yeah, do you know what I mean am relying yeah, on yeah, that yeah, to yeah, break yeah, almost yeah. whereas if I go up overhead and I kick up I can actually use the wall a little bit less. Yep. Then I've got a bit more cho- I feel like I've got yeah. more choice there of to yeah. how much of that wall support I'm going to use. Yeah. And I
1: think I I just think about my own training where I've played with that face in the wall. And then actually the thing that I use, if I want to work on, I'm going against myself now actually, because I'm starting to think <laughs> yeah. that well, only that actually what work, what has worked best for me, and that just because it worked best for me doesn't mean it's going to work best for everyone, and vice versa with yours. If I want to work on that alignment part, being at a slight angle when I'm going down for those freestanding ones, I find it much better literally kicking up, coming away from the wall, yeah. and trying to just do the eccentric, come down almost like a headstand, mm. and feel that body line as I'm coming down, not using the wall, and then b- build the strength to push back up yeah. with, 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 as just normal, um, rather than using the wall. Like you say, I think using using the wall with your chest facing it, and the feet resting on it, takes all of that like control and load mm. out of the midsection to hold the feet yeah. up um, and that's probably actually the most challenging bit that you actually need yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it yeah ultimately I don't want to say it's wrong because I, I said at the beginning that it's not like I think it can be used but I think we've both found that the other way yeah, and depending on how you do it you can get the outcome you want
0: yeah move with the priority is about moving with with, with good quality like move with high quality um, control high quality awareness and if, if I see people doing handstand push-ups and they've got massively bent out of shape I'd be like well you're not transferring force well because you haven't got the midsection locked down yeah. if there's some curvature there and it's not causing pain as ever before not too worried. Yeah. We've spitballed a lot in there because it's actually it's it's, it's a really good question. It's a great question. It's really interesting because there's um, lots of different aspects to it. Yeah, I, like and I, it. Think I think it's really good that you're thinking like that. And I think play around and see how you. I think there's so much value in practicing this sort of stuff. I've, I've over the years as an SNC coach my training for a long time now has been an experiment and that's how we got into calisthenics and a lot of how we teach now is how, because we've tried a lot of different things and we, we hope we can add a little bit of depth and texture because we've kind of done that and gone actually when I walk backwards for me to try and load my body onto a wall handstand and try and step up which was probably about a foot that I was doing yeah, I was it was like, deep it's just not nice <laughs> so to so have a play around with it, see what works, see where you feel like your strength, uh, how, what the strength requirements are, and and, uh, and and make your own decision. We've always had a thing with, our, from an athlete perspective, is that we should be able to rationalise and provide justification for every single yeah. exercise that's on a programme so if someone came to me and said to me why have you done that I should be able to link that into the athlete's individual requirements and assessment that I've done and the sport specific requirements and where that fits in the season yeah. and if you can't do those things then actually you there's no need yeah. for that exercise to be in the programme yeah. so I think critically evaluating why you're doing what you're doing yeah. think having it written down in your training guide yeah great way to actually put pen to paper yeah. and look at it and go why am I doing that rather than walk into the gym and go what should I do today Yeah,
1: we've talked about that and I think in, a pre- in one of the early Q&A's mm. and podcasts about um, understanding what it is you're trying to get out of it and then building your choosing your exercise selection based upon a, a rational decision as to what you're, what yeah, bits yeah. you're weak at and what bits you need to improve on
0: Yeah, yeah yeah Great, we're going to leave it there because there's quite a lot of stuff there to go and digest. And my voice is about to disappear. Dave needs to, get a, to go to bed with
1: Possibly We've got, got a Barry White song, yeah?
0: Harvey will put one on the idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least a picture. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks for joining us guys if you've enjoyed it let us know drop some comments in below or send us a, get in touch with us on social um, we are always open for, for questions so yeah. drop those over to us and we, we pick the best ones we said before that the ones that we think are going to help more people and often some trends like today and they say nice things about us yeah please do that because it <laughs> gives us a warm especially when Jacko is not well will go yeah. home and he can get in his sick bed tonight and he'll just be like Joshua Hunstaker oh, likes me what,
1: what would really <laughs> make me feel better I think my voice would make me feel a lot better would be a re- nice review on iTunes that would Ooh, like it, five stars maybe that would make me fit well yeah at, at least. five
0: and we have <laughs> is it people, out of ten people, people um, so we get quite a few Facebook reviews and, and somebody um, somebody gave me one and gave us three stars the other day and I'm, we, we, that's we, we, it great
1: and oh, it's a yeah. bit middle
0: of the road it's good that they've done one so I said to him just wondered how we could turn that three stars into five and he wrote it back he's like come and trade me That's <laughs> was like Fair. he's in India well, that's fair comment. Yeah, as a, at least you've, um, yeah. I feel like you've. Did you go back and say, "What about? How do we turn it into four? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go halfway. My- yeah, Get <laughs> Free book. So yeah, we like that. We like the, the higher end of the reviews. <laughs> we have out there.
1: If only if you think it's worth it. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, am I allowed? Of course, you are. Class dismissed.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you've enjoyed it, guys, we'd really appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. And if you want to put a one-star one on, that's also fine, but we'll just delete it. <laughs> Until next time, class dismissed.